Welcome to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name's Zach, and this week I've got the regular crew. I've got Mark and Steve. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing new and festive. How are you? I'm absolutely divine. Thank you. Awesome. And Steve? I am ringing in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, officially our first episode of the new year. So happy 2019, even though it's not 2019 when we're recording this. Um, <laughs> Close enough. I don't feel it yet, but it's it's coming. That's okay. So, I'll, I'll, um, I'll be writing 2018 well into March. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know that, but um, but yeah, we're we're just gonna gonna have another episode here, and we're gonna kind of take a look back on uh on this last year in the podcast here um but first like we always do we want to start off with our segment wish of the week wish of the week we talk about anything we're excited for but this time we're doing something a little bit different (laughs) We're kind of looking forward to uh, maybe something we know that's that's coming around in the in the new year here. Um, maybe something we were waiting for at the end of this, the last year <laughs> that, that we didn't we unfortunately didn't get. But um, but yeah, let's start with Mark this week. Mark, do you have anything on your radar? I do. It's a it's a new actual play podcast that uh, is coming soon. hasn't started yet. It's called The Game of Rassilon. And they're going to be doing the Doctor Who role-playing game. Oh, which, interesting. Yes, I've always been interested in, but never enough to really look at it too close. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I've always been a little bit nervous about it because I, I think we talk, when we talked about the uh, TSR Indiana Jones game mm-hmm. and talked about that, you have the one person playing Indiana Jones and everyone else is the sidekick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've always assumed Doctor Who would be the same way. You get one person to play the super the ultra doctor. cool character, and then everyone else. Everyone else is a filler character. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I'm curious to kind of see how it, it really plays out. Um, I've heard good things about it, so there must be something to it. And uh, I think, uh, you know, looking forward to the podcast, because I think it'll be a, a perfect opportunity to uh, see how that plays out. Yeah, an actual play podcast is a great way to get a flavor for the game without actually, you know, wading through the rules. Very true. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, I don't know. That looks interesting. I don't know if they have a start date set yet, but uh, it uh, hopefully it'll be soon. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. Anything else for you? Uh, that's pretty much it. Kind of seeing how the, what the year brings and looking forward to lots of yeah. new stuff, hopefully. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're looking forward to, uh, 7C Katai, which should, 
should come out uh, within this year. Oh yeah, of course, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. But um, but yeah, definitely. Steve, do you have anything? Well, I'm looking, and we've talked about this one before too. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, final on that John Carter RPG. So I'm hoping mm. that shakes out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on that one. That one looks looks very nice. It really yeah. does. Um, for me, I am looking forward to um satanic panic to to officially come out oh yeah um hopefully here fairly soon it seems to be kind of on its uh on their their last you know little fine details here and there with the uh with the book so mm-hmm. hopefully it'll it'll come out within the next you know month or two nice fingers fingers crossed <laughs> but yeah that's just that's just part of of what i think what we're all looking forward to in this oh, in this yeah. new year oh yep. man We'll talk about some some more games a little bit later, later here. But yeah, I guess that'll be it for this segment of Wish of the Week. But I guess on to, uh, well, kind of, so our, our main topic this week is kind of our, our year at a glance, more or less, <laughs> um, instead of game at a glance. But, uh, but yeah, let's talk about some some smaller things, and then we'll get into our year uh, here in a little bit. Mark had a uh, had a topic here. <laughs> yes, uh, go for it. Which uh, where was that one? The oh, about the GMing. I um, mean, yeah, the one you sent us. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. Who can remember five minutes? Hold uh, five minutes. It was yeah. last year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, it's a it, as usual. It's a Reddit topic. Um, and it was asking about uh, how to GM with players as opposed to play, uh, GMing at players. And I think we've kind of talked about this topic in various ways, but I thought this was an interesting way of phrasing it. Uh, mm-hmm. The basic premise is um, the, the this uh, person asking the question felt like they had come up with a, a game homebrewed, lots of uh, <laughs> really well thought out uh, backstory, history, had a lot of that stuff in it, but uh, ultimately when he when they played it out, he kind of felt like the, uh, the characters were uh, kind of, they had stuff to do, but they weren't central mm-hmm. to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a good realization on an on his or her part to, to realize that and, uh, ask this question. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I guess that that is the question is what is a good way to be more inclusive with your game mastering technique? Um, something I've always done, uh, in the past is, um, you know, giving, giving the players, something to describe every once in a while like you come up to this building tell us what it looks like um i don't know giving giving them an opportunity to to um give details here and there you know add flavor do stuff like that but is that involving their characters or is that just giving them helping create the world it can it can i don't know that's a, that's a good question. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 
I'll tell you what this I had um over the holidays basically I I had a chat with a, a longtime friend of mine who plays possibly more RPGs than I do okay and you know, we we got in a conversation about kind of shared narrative RPGs and he had a really kind of different insight than what we've kind of gone that we a viewpoint than what we've kind of gone through back and forth um he uh, basically was talking about how he had a really kind of lame experience or he was talking to another RPG person who was new to, the, to his group who was basically really into to shared narrative style RPGs and said that basically everything else wasn't really a, a, a true RPG because it wasn't giving characters real decisions. And he was very much of the opinion that, no, it needs to be a single narrator in your RPG session. The GM is the one who's like solely responsible for spinning out the story. And the players are really just there to react to the story. And if like any any contribution to the story is limited to their personal character. Um, and he actually, you know, he was really of the opinion that no, the GM actually sets the, the, the overall arc to everything. And if, if the players want to have impact, they have to do it strictly through the viewpoint of their characters. Like the only contribution to growth they're going to have is through their own characters, not through anybody else's. And, and that's kind of, that's the way he was he views these worlds through rpgs in general and he's been playing for years he has a great time with them um but he really pushed back hard against the thought that he needs to be you know part of the story not well a part of the overall narrative like you know it was it was he doesn't want to be like like constructing plot hooks and scenarios or fleshing out villains or or you know things like that it was just no i've got my job my job is my character everything else is the gm's job and that's just how it works and I, I don't know. I was I was a little bit kind of surprised because obviously that's not what we do or what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, but... I think there's a validity to that argument in in that if you're trying to uh, create a a situation where the players are are immersed in a world, uh, that's kind of the way reality works. Mm-hmm. I, as a human being, don't get to change the world. All I can do is what I can contribute to to making the world change or what I can do. So, you know, playing a a character in a role-playing game with that same type of dynamic, uh, I think is there's, there's a legitimate uh, argument that way. Yeah. I guess it is sort of a more natural kind of viewpoint on it. I mean, right. Yeah. Okay. But the, the, the complete other side of that, you know, is the way you, you were explaining how he responded to that, he or she, um was like the the shared narrative is for like major plot points which in in most cases that i've experienced isn't like the the shared narration isn't like your characters are making the plot that they're doing like 100% i mean that's that's not not realistic um, no, but if you're if you're creating a game where your character's actions are what's affecting the world, mm-hmm. then they are affecting the the plot. Um, yeah, when I read this, the first thing I thought was uh, playing to character motivations. Um, mm-hmm. You know the you know the classic actor technique of asking what's my motivation is there for a reason for actors. And I think it also applies to role-playing games. Um, When you're crafting a story, think about what your players 
or your char- your players' characters want to accomplish mm-hmm. and play towards that. Um, for example, right. Seventh C, um, Ryan likes to fight things with his fist. That's what his character is designed for. So you throw in things that Ryan can can fight, and mm-hmm. that that's that plays to what his character is. Um, Mateo, his uh, um, uh, effect is uh, um, searching for alchemical secrets. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you, when we're constructing a game, we throw in hex and works. We throw in you know mm-hmm. use those for things as as a hook, and that brings Mateo into story. Um, mm-hmm. For uh, Nathaniel, it's it's plots against the queen and and against Avalon. Mm-hmm. So you know we. You know, if you want something that he's going to be involved in, that's what you would do. Um, and that's not, you know, that's not taking away from the uh, the singleness of the the player's view of of the story. It's mm-hmm. just creating a story that that involves them more than just doing something that they're sending and listening to. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's it's essentially writing for the player characters. Yeah. 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 Well, and I instead of having just like a vague plot that, you know, nobody's really connected to. Right. Yeah. Essentially is what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Well, and I feel like the style that we do is a little bit, you know, it's it's more comfortable with letting kind of players kind of help tell the story, help help mm skew things in the light that they see help kind of uh, let everybody at the group illuminate what's in their mind's eye when they're when they're yeah. playing what they imagine uh this mm-hmm. the scene is beyond just like their particular sure. character but like to the overall scene so like you know like when we're playing it's you know okay it's mateo like kicks the door into the room and runs in and pulls the <laughs> rug out from the bad mm-hmm. guy and da 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 whereas a little bit more reactive way is like okay is there a rug in the room can I pull the rug out from the, is the guy standing mm-hmm. on the rug? We don't stop right, and ask those right. questions when we play. That's sort of the difference in shared narrative is just, no, this would be a good story. So as a player, we're going to grab this yeah. and run with it. And I think it helps kind of, it adds urgency. It helps with the pacing in games. It, it just keeps things moving a lot faster. And from a story perspective, just makes it more fun. And overall, I think the way we do it, we're not giving too much control to players or, or I like I don't know. I feel like we're, we don't have any problems with like power gamings or abusing the system or anything like that. It's just a matter of like, okay, how do you want the story to look? If you want comic elements to it, if you want to like tell a st- funny story, then start telling funny scenes. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to wait for the DM to add a comic relief character. Uh, if you want to <laughs> see some funny stuff happen. So it's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. yeah it, it all goes back to, you know, immersion, mm-hmm. you know, getting, getting your players into the game and, and if that's, you know, creating stories that involves their characters in specific ways, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, that's what, that, that's the kind of GMs we are. Yes. We're, in, we're inclusive GMs. <laughs> now, speaking of inclusive versus exclusive, I realize I may have railroaded the topic away from where we were originally. So going back to uh, the Reddit post where you've got a GM, say any anybody who's GMing, you've got a really kind of, you've spent a lot of time on your setting. You're trying to get your players involved in a setting that you have made and that they may not necessarily be you know, into off the bat. And, and this guy's having problems with it. And wisely, he didn't blame the care, the players. What I've seen a lot of times is mm. like, 
like a grouchy GM is like, you don't like my sandbox. Well, you're just stupid. Yes. Well, I mean, well, I mean, look at, look at that, that video we had, we watched a a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that was, uh, the players didn't do well. I mean, you created a very specific, a very, an unnecessarily specific Mm -hmm. (laughs) plot that, that sent them somewhere they shouldn't have gone. Don't let them go there. You allowed the dice to (laughs) set this all in motion. So yes, exactly. Well, okay. So say you're in this situation and you had to do it all over again. How do you get your players involved in a very elaborate system that they know nothing about in a more organic fluid way? Well, ironically, seven C has a very specific mechanic for this and in the uh, character plots, uh, mm-hmm. you know, characters come up with their own subplot that is very specific to them and, uh, and does pull them into, into the overall story if done well. Mm-hmm. So that's a, mm-hmm. you know, that's Absolutely. a perfect solution. Well, because seven C specifically has rules mechanics that are like tied into the backstory of the character. So it's like when you're making your character, yeah. you're designing the whole life of the character and you're specifically tying aspects of your backstory into the main story as you go. Right. But a game okay. like D and D doesn't really have that and isn't traditionally a part of that. So if, if that's the background you're coming from, uh, it's something that you might have to kind of artificially put in a little bit more. Um, well, yeah, I, you know, it, since I'm a more narrative storytelling type GM, I would do that in my D and D games. I would right. just go, mm-hmm. Hey, during character creation, give me something, right? you know, but, but, you know, I mean, that, that's the easiest way to do that. in, in my opinion, and, you know, in those games that don't have that written into the rules, like seventh C does. Yes. Well- and I've seen plenty of games where people try to take d mechanics and drop it into a custom setting, and that's fine. I think in this particular situation, like, what I would suggest is zoom in, okay? So rather mm-hmm. than trying to give the players all of the story at once or say, okay, here's all the context you need to know, you know, maybe that's the issue. Maybe as an initial set of, of adventures or a campaign, just zoom it into something nice and digestible to the players. So, you know, if they're familiar with dungeon crawling, give them a dungeon to crawl. And maybe as they're exploring the dungeon, you can trickle in feed, you can trickle feed backstory about it. Like take maybe a couple sentences longer than necessary to describe tapestries on a particular room in the dungeon that de- <laughs> depict yeah. the reign of King so-and-so and make sure to mention King so-and-so elsewhere as well. So that eventually they will passively absorb this backstory as part of the environment instead of having it just jammed down your throat in like a scrolling, long long Monologue. ago yeah yeah exactly. you know prologue you know like because that's you know that's what it, it's kind of a cue from video games right that's like what the best rpgs do is they tell a story through the environment not through a wall of text yeah and if you yeah. can do the same thing here you know like you walked into a room full of a pile of skeletons why were they skeletons well they were refugees that were stuck here after the war of so-and-so and leave it at that don't beat it yeah. into the floor but once they start hearing these like events or phrases or people a couple of times, you know, they're going to get familiar with it. And they'll be like, oh, hey, we remember that from that other place. It starts <laughs> to click. Yeah. I think you've hit the nail yeah. on the head here. Um, 100%. You, uh, you know, especially when you hear, you know, homebrew and people have created their own universe, they're almost always creating this huge expanse of history and, and big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think you're exactly right. You, you need to zoom in on the, on the specific tavern that the people are sitting on. What are they drinking? Mm-hmm. What are they eating? What, yep. you know, really focus on the little things. Um, 
more so than just having this big uh, epic epic plot. I mean, the epic plot is great, but you still have to you can't forget about the little stuff too. Well, and if players discover the epic little by little, like, mm-hmm. you know, once they, like, if you can trickle it to them in a way that they're going to start, like, tying things together on their own, that's going to be a whole lot more rewarding to a player than just like, okay, I put up a timeline on the whiteboard over here. <laughs> this was the history mm-hmm. of the kingdom. Like, ouch. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's, it's just not going to flow. So yeah. just no. work on your weaving. No, yeah. Like, get it into your story in a more gradual like progression and i think you're gonna your players are gonna respond to that yeah absolutely if you think about it like uh, a play Mm -hmm. you know the scene is there with all the props and everything um you know at the beginning when the lights come up and then things are explained more as you know as that scene goes on Mm -hmm. um and the same should be with with narration and with uh, with that backstory, like Steve said, absolutely. Yeah, if and players go ahead. I was just gonna say, and if your players are going on a journey, if they've if they've accomplished something, maybe they never even hear the entire epic. Um, mm-hmm. But if they're having a good time and you've told a good story, that's what it's all about. You know, let let little things out and let them discover things and go with that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, kind of transitioning from one thing to the next. Um, kind of stepping back a little bit. Uh, the holidays just ended mm-hmm. with uh, here here for us, and uh, uh, I know Steve did a little bit of holiday gaming. I did indeed. This year, uh, let let us know what what happened, what went on. Well, uh, it was uh, not uh rpg ish mostly it's more uh we played some i played some new tabletop board games so i finally got to try dixit i don't know uh are you familiar with dixit oh, Zach? i i love dixit i love dixit i remember but steve yep steve understand this is tabletop radio hour <laughs> this, we can talk about board games all we want okay that it is no, it is a tabletop board game, so I guess that works out fine. Um, so go, <laughs> go, yeah. D- actually, Dixit is great. I I really enjoyed Dixit. How did you like your your first experience with it? I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, it, it's very smooth, rules light. It rolled very nicely. Um, we kind of played it at the tail end of an evening off, after a heavier game, so it, it was uh, a really nice kind of palate cleanser to the whole thing. Um, uh, it reminded me of, uh, we play a game called, uh, uh, code names, specifically code names pictures. Oh yeah. And it felt like those two operate in the same space. So if you have one, you may not need both, but you want definitely one game in that kind of genre. Um, because mm-hmm. it's a great way to pull in non-gamers and it was a really yeah. nice, uh, uh, nice kind of, uh, uh, little, it, it works some different muscles than your usual board game kind of, uh, yeah. setups do. So, so if I'm not mistaken, Dixit is the game where everybody puts in, uh, an illustrated card. Yep. Mm-hmm. You all, yep. uh, basically, yeah, you've got, a uh, there's the player whose turn it is basically has, um, uh, he, he picks a card from his hand and you, you play it. No, you don't play it. You give the person you you say out a phrase and it can be as big or as little as you want you could say like you know if you're playing a card that shows like a woman holding a balloon you could literally say a woman holding a balloon and play it on the table and everyone would say okay there's and and well you don't play it at that point you take everybody takes a card from their hand and puts the card from their hand that best represents the phrase that you say um and hands it to the 
person who runs the turn. Uh, he, the person takes the original card and all the player submitted cards, shuffles them all up, spreads them out. And the deal is um, the <laughs> players are trying to guess what the the GM, I guess, the person whose turn it was, uh, what card inspired that phrase, okay? Um, but mm-hmm. the trick is, if everyone can guess it, the guy whose turn it is loses points, basically. He doesn't score diddly, because he was too specific. Um, and if yeah. nobody gets it, the guy loses points, okay? <laughs> because you're too general. Mm-hmm. So the deal is, when you're given these clues, you have to be somewhere in between. So it's obliquely a reference that one or two people get <laughs> Because that will maximize your score. But if everybody gets it, then you've gone too specific and you're wrong. And and you lose points. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. it's kind of a hoot. It, it, hmm. it, it leads to kind of a... And, and the fact that you can say as little or as much as you want, um, really, it gives you a lot of opportunity to, to drill a hole for yourself. Sometimes you can say like a word and it's spot on and everyone gets it and you're screwed. So it's, yeah, exactly. you have to spend a lot of time thinking, okay. And, and a lot of it leads to like, what kind of clue that I, can I give that will clue off one person at the table, but not everyone else. <laughs> so you can target it <laughs> yeah. specifically to your group. So I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. It's a good improv tool. Yeah. There it, you go. It really yeah. is. It mm-hmm. gets you into mm-hmm. improv. Cause, cause you're like, okay, how do I, figure this out without giving it away kind of kind of thing. But yeah. Yep. Um, it reminds me of a couple of those Jackbox games. I don't know if you've, you all have played Jackbox games. I played a whole bunch over the holidays. <laughs> so, you know, it's like they're anonymous. It gives you two choices and you choose, you know, people choose them or yeah, you yeah. Know, a bunch of like, like Fibbage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. But yeah, those games those games are great. Uh, any other gaming? Mark, did you do any gaming uh, over the holidays? Not really gaming, but I did uh, uh, get my nephew uh, into 7C a little bit. Uh, got, Very nice. Got him a core book and some dice, and uh, I uh, helped he and his girlfriend roll up characters. So um, they, uh, they're, they're ready to go. Um, nice, <laughs> and, and it's it's nice. He was uh, he was saying I've been wanting to get into something like D and D, but this looks so much cooler. Um, <laughs> it's yes, yes I it agree. <laughs> That's how we get him. He's, <laughs> he's, definitely, he's definitely related to me. Um, yeah, but oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we, I, you know, I just kind of went over some of the basic mechanics and uh, uh, went really good, and uh, hope he's uh, diving in and uh, having a good time with it. Oh, that's too fun. Yes, absolutely. Right. It's always it's always neat when you can like kind of introduce somebody to uh, RPGs, tabletop RPGs in general. Like that's oh, just yeah. a really mm-hmm. cool experience to be on the ground floor of. So. Yes. So I'm hoping next year uh, to get a game going. Absolutely, that's great. Next Definitely. year he's going to be the draconian authoritative GM now, and you're going to get stuck <laughs> playing his session, and you're like, wait a sec. Yeah. Wait a minute. This, something's not right. He's going to be calling yeah. you out on rules. It's going to be miserable. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, man. Yeah, so let's let's take a, a few more steps back. Let's look at our, our year. We've had, mm-hmm. it, this was our, our second year of the podcast here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm here. I'm looking at our, our little SoundCloud feed here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking back, looking back a year. We pretty much started off this year with Cold Shadows. Yes. Yes. That was how long year, ago was that? Wow. 11 months. Oh my gosh. That was 11 months ago, Steve. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. How how time flies. It does. It really um, does. <laughs> and if, if I remember correctly, we had a little bit of an issue with the last episode of Cold Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Did we even have a yeah. last episode of Cold Shadows? It ran. Uh, we, we had a recap of our last yeah. episode of but, Cold Shadows. <laughs> yeah. That's still in the uh, lost episode uh, category, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's lost for a while, I think. It's- yeah. Up there with those early seasons of Doctor Two, we'll just have to let let future <laughs> historians speculate on what went down on that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I I believe we also had uh, Jim Miller from Crit Hit on. We talked mm-hmm. with him. I talked with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, Arizona based uh, gaming convention kind of festival mm-hmm. fun times. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it because awesome. it's not like a full blown convention. But fair anyways, enough. fair enough. Um, Mark, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say about you? the, the uh, cold shadows. If you've never uh, GM'd a game for the game designer to play, <laughs> you're lucky. It's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely something. Yeah. It was definitely yes. something. Yeah. Um, great guy. It was a lot yeah, of fun. With, we, 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 had had Alan, we had Alan Barr, the creator of, of cold shadows on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Um, I believe we started out uh, also with the continuation of Flash Bash and Panache, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the first episode we did of that new year was The Cathedral, which is kind of after that little, uh, they had a, a year break. That's right. Um, yeah. And every, Mateo was found wanted for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> so yes. we've spent yeah. a year in Eisen then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. I can see it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Um, that, is that our new thing now? Are we going to like try to break this out into like one year arcs? So it's like, okay, where are we going to be next year? And like pick a new location and that works. Seems yeah, maybe. Cool, may, I mean, I mean, if it works out, it works out definitely. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked with Mark Diaz Truman as well. Uh-huh. Um, big a big name up there in uh, in gaming here, but uh, he was talking about Cartel. His his kickstarter that he was working on that's right mm-hmm. yeah got to talk got to talk to him about that stuff oh we had our panel episode with with our brothers over there at full metal oh, um, that was fun yeah we had all the the three of us and then we added two more we added brendan and um and adam man that was that was a really good episode it was it was really great oh we um <laughs> we tried to uh to get the wheels on the ground for uh for one on one. That didn't really work out too well. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Steve Steve hasn't missed another episode, so <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. We're just, well, I guess we're gonna have an episode a year if that's if that's the uh track record here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Take my emergency like <laughs> vacation episode. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm. Um, let's see. What else did we do? We did a lot more Seventh C. Yep. Yeah, it started the whole Eisen arc. We ran through most of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're about to to tie we're that just, up. With we're just about to finish sure. it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We're gonna end it up by um, murdering everyone. It's gonna be so cool. <laughs> New campaign. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and <laughs> just like there. Hamlet. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> That's beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, we brought we brought Alan back and and we uh we brought Brendan back for Halloween this year. That was fun. Yep. That was very fun. That was uh, my character ran from everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that was that was a great time. It was just a really good time. It yes. Was. Yeah, that was probably one of the most successful uh one-offs that I think we've done. I think so. Yeah. I definitely think so. Yeah. And then uh you know coming back around we're we're back here again. That's that's kind of uh our major moments here for for this year on the podcast. Pretty eventful year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. True. Um yeah, I think we got so. a lot done. We talked to a lot of people. Yep. Which was very nice. And yeah. Um so we've always talked in the past about all these games that we want to run. <laughs> yeah. Never usually works out too well because, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we stick with seventh C regularly and we, we like doing that. There are limits. But, yeah. um, it's just, we, we have, we only have so much time mm-hmm. <laughs> here on the podcast and, and, uh, yeah, we, we don't end up getting around to, uh, to many of those. But I, I was gonna open up the floor, see what, um, see what we could realistically, like, what we could realistically play within this new year. <laughs> we all know, we all know, we want to play a whole lot more than uh, than we get to. True. But, um, but Steve, do you have anything that that you are really itching to play? Um. Well, you know, I mean, last year we did have actually a number of kind of successful one-offs that we did, mm-hmm. and I would be keenly in favor of doing more one-offs to tell you the truth like you know it's an individual session kind of get a feel for it get in and get out like cool stuff like i had such a great time playing ghostbusters you know i think that really works out well but um as far as what i want to play i think it would be cool if sometime during the year we could try the new star trek adventures like that's i haven't done a star Mm -hmm. trek rpg ever and yeah why not start with that one so yeah, like Absolutely. that's that's something I've always been sort of like a how, you know like how would this feel around a table? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the, that's the only Star Trek I haven't played yet. So that would be yeah okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, Steve, I agree a hundred percent. I was thinking the exact same with one offs. Yeah, we have we have a great time with one offs mm-hmm. and and you know getting getting some friends, getting some people mm-hmm. uh, over here to to play some just some quick games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're they're so much fun. Uh, yeah, I I want to do that. A lot more uh, here in this new year, definitely awesome. Um, and yeah, Star Trek. I I haven't. I've cracked open that book a couple times, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten to play it yet. <laughs> One um, of these days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mark, what are you what are you thinking? Well, on that same uh, same similar rule set, at least we've talked a lot about John Carter. I think we have to get a John Carter game in uh, yes. at some point. Oh my god! Right. So uh, that's. That's definitely a, a must do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, anything else? What do you, what are you thinking, Mark? Anything else? Uh, we keep talking about paranoia. We got to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Um, that would be great. Paranoia is uh, always on our list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that was probably one of the first things we, we said. We want to play this. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, that and Ghostbusters. We finally got around to Ghostbusters. So, so now, now we slowly but paranoia. surely it's time for paranoia. Are, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely some, maybe, maybe something, uh, beginning of the year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll, yes. I'll see. Realistically, how many people do we need? You need more than three. <laughs> more, the more, the better. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, I would say three is the absolute minimum, but, uh, the more you have, 
because you know it's all about it's all about uh figuring out who's who's trying to stab you in the back yeah yeah exactly it's obviously who it is issue yeah so like if you had like what do you think like five if you had four players i think that might be enough that you could start that would be yeah that would be ideal yeah, think, this might be this might be an uh, all hands on deck situation. Yeah, sure. Where uh, I I reach out to absolutely everybody we we've played with in the past and and get okay. them on for a game of paranoia. Yeah, yeah, yep. It might be it might be fun. Yes. <laughs> it might be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely for me. Yeah, definitely paranoia is on is on the top of that list. Um, I I kind of want to run. Um. Tales from the Loop. Mm, That's yeah. a good one. Good call. Just to just to get that out there, I really I really want to try that out. Yes, you know, especially with the sequel coming and and everything. Yeah. Um, yes. Another one I'm really wanting to play is Damn the Man Save the Music. Um, it's oh, that small yeah. kind of indie style game where uh, the man's trying to shut down your record store. You know, kind of like Empire Records or yeah. Clerks or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. I'd- Thought we played that for some reason, but I guess, but no, we, we haven't, have, have we? No. Well, we no, did that on a game at a glance. We've been talking yeah. about it for about two years now. So yeah. I do think that, you know, 2019 is the year we actually make that happen. Yeah. We make it, yeah. We, uh, ab- we absolutely have to make it happen. Yes. Um, and the rules are simple. The rules are light. Yeah. Um, and it should be just be a get in there, roll up a couple characters and go mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, I, I'm those those are kind of the couple I'm wanting to do. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's maybe fair. more Ghostbusters for uh, for Halloween unless Could do something another, else, something else be... comes out. Yeah. But uh, I'm 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 pretty fond of Ghostbusters for uh, for a Halloween theme. That worked so well. <laughs> that was such a great yeah. game. Yeah. But yeah, um, let's let's take a look forward a little bit. Steve found this. Uh, this poll on N-World. Uh, N-World is the uh, RPG news and reviews website here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of the most anticipated games of, uh, of 2019. You know, what, what we're looking forward to, what's, what's over here. Um, on this list, th- this poll is insane. Like, it's, it has an insane amount of games on it. There's a ton of great stuff. Yeah, it um, means yeah. there's a lot of good stuff coming, so that's a good sign. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. First things first, uh, we talked about it earlier, Seventh Sea Katai, um, you know, and then the rest of whatever's coming out with um, mm-hmm. with second edition. Yeah, whatever, whatever know, they can get out with their books. reduced uh, throughput yeah. now since, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Cartel um, is, is I, I believe the, the book will come out this year, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it uh, looks like uh, White Wolf's doing a couple things here. They're, they they just did Vampire the Masquerade Fifth Edition. Yep. Um, they are. It looks like they're also working on uh, Changeling the Lost Second Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting, definitely. Uh, they also have Werewolf Fourth, Fifth. No, they're fifth. fifth again. Yeah, and Werewolf the Apocalypse Fifth Edition. Werewolf is one that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Like I spent a lot of time like actually playing Werewolf like Second ah. Edition. So. Yeah, this yeah. might be a fun one to kind of revisit. I'm curious to see. Yeah, how it I actually, uh, I never played the tabletop, any White Wolf tabletop, but I did do uh, uh, live action Werewolf. So I have played that. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. You used to do live-action vampire as well, didn't you? Uh, they, there was a vampire game that ran along with our werewolf, so we kind Parallel. of you know, interacted yeah. and inter- mm-hmm. you know, mixed it up a bit. Interacted, in little air quotes. Yeah. Not like fought like cats and dogs. because that's Basically, we'd see a couple of the vampire, yeah. and we'd run up and say, two, two scary creatures of the night, <laughs> then run away, and they chase us. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, I bet that's they LARPing. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. That's awesome. Would have, would have joined you on that. <laughs> oh man, a couple of other things we've talked about. Uh, you know, John Carter of Mars. Yep. Um, is technically out already. The PDFs are uh, out, but the the, 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 the yeah, PDFs are out. Yeah. So far, yeah. But the actual books are getting printed. Hopefully, sometime very yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what else was on our uh, list? Spectaculars here? is um, one that uh, I think I backed that on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, it's a superhero yeah. mm-hmm. uh, game that looks interesting. Um, they came beneath the sea is one that uh, I'm intrigued. By. Is yeah. interesting. Yeah, That's I've awesome. I've seen that. I've I've passed yeah. by that. Uh-huh. Um, that looks interesting. Yep. Uh, which leads us definitely. to things from the flood which we've talked about before, right that i think we're all looking yes. forward to yep. right and that is also out digitally of course uh from the yep. kickstarter they're still working on the book and and all the uh accessories yep. which is the, 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 the follow-up to tales from the loop, just, if you're if it's not on yes. your radar it's amazing yeah yeah we talked about it probably on a, a wish of the week i believe yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure but um but yeah we got a couple uh warhammer stuff coming out uh, 40k see, wrath and glory yeah i can't imagine yeah. i don't know like i've never actually done an, a, a, a warhammer for like rpg that would be a fun one for a one-off sometime actually some mm-hmm. kind of like a like a rogue trader or one of the like the rogue new, trader or yeah, something like 40K. that okay yeah because i mean you know i'm certainly familiar with the setting and i don't even know how an rpg there would work so mm-hmm. it'd be kind of fun mm-hmm. to see yeah absolutely and then the last thing i wanted to talk about here was zoro that i believe if Mark and I are not mistaken, the, our good friend Alan Barr worked on mm-hmm. for for a good, good yep. amount of time, and we know his stuff is great. So yeah. that's going to be worth looking at. Oh, absolutely, Very true. absolutely, it's great. Um, oh, I just saw this. Over the Edge uh, is something I heard John Wick talk about mm. on Full Metal RPG. I believe back in the day, yeah, when he was when he really? was over there. Um. Over the edge, it was it's just kind of uh an interesting game, it seemed like. I'll have to send you some some information on that, but uh give that a look. It's it's uh it's eccentric to say the least. I like eccentric. Yeah. yeah. It's cool it's cool to see they're coming out with a third edition of that. Nice. That's awesome. Definitely. Oh, um the expanse, yeah. I don't think we mentioned that. That looks uh interesting, of course, based on the oh yeah based on the book and, and TV series. Uh, oh heck yeah! I saw. Mm-hmm. I got the uh, quick start for that. That looks. Uh, that looks really intriguing. I'm such. Yeah, a fan you'll of have that to. Show. You'll have to send that over. I really okay. want to. I really want to take the take a yeah. look at that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And if, yeah, if, are there if, are there any? Oh, go for it, Steve. I was just gonna say, if you haven't, if you're not up on the show, it's the best sci-fi show that's running right yeah. now. You mm-hmm. owe it to yourself to watch it. It's incredible. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, was there anything not on the list that maybe you're backing on Kickstarter? Anybody that that um, that you wanted to give an honorable mention to this this poll that I don't know how it was curated. I think people just sort of 
like put in stuff that they wanted to see. And uh, let's mm-hmm. see. I was I noticed that the the Zombicide RPG. I'm kind of curious <laughs> how that plays out because I actually played the tabletop game for the original Zombicide, and there I was unimpressed. But the thing that I came away with was that the uh, the minis and the kind of art style for the game had this really cool kind of comic vibe. So I'm I like to see them kind of readdressing it as an RPG because I felt like you know, from the stuff they'd put into it, from the artwork, you could tell there was a lot of personality there in the characters that just wasn't getting expressed through the tabletop game. So I, I'm, I think an RPG on that is, could be a really great idea. It's, it's got sort of a zombie yeah, land absolutely. vibe to it, at least. I feel like that's kind of what they were going for. So that could be a lot of fun True. for a, a one-off sometime. Mm-hmm. No, you got, you got that right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing. I I can't think of really anything, um, except for maybe Noir World that yeah. that uh, he's still working on. He's still getting that finished up. Did Did anyone see? I I noticed the Root RPG was on the list, and I don't have a whole lot of uh, familiar with this, but I read <laughs> it as the Groot RPG initially. And I was like, well, there's going to be an engaging source book. <laughs> it's just like, yes. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. So absolutely. Uh, oh, that's beautiful. The- that's beautiful. Oh, something I saw here that we we do need to play uh, this this next summer is Beach Patrol. Oh yes, mm, yes. yeah, that is absolutely something we need to do. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, the other one that I didn't say on the list was uh, Mission Accomplished. I think we talked about that. Ah, uh, yes, the, the that's kind of like the debrief from uh, yeah. yeah yeah the from Paranoia yeah. right combination yeah. Paranoia Archer type thing mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a great I, idea. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I really want to see how that turns out. Yes, most definitely. I feel like there could be a lot of cool potential there for a collaborative RPG. So if like if the entire game is just like you're sitting around a table and like you've just got a series like a like a series of bullet points on expense items that you need to explain, <laughs> <laughs> that would be like really great. Like, yes. okay, how did you destroy a Seven Eleven? Okay, about that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks bad on paper, but yeah. <laughs> There What's this about a toaster fire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Precisely. Oh, something. Something I wanted to segue earlier, but I I was unable to do successfully mm. for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so looking into the new year, um, what what are ways that we specifically can? Uh, what are things we can do to be better GMs in the new year? Oh, that's a good question. So I'll start off. Yeah, go I'll for definitely it. start off. Okay. I can prepare more. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes mine. <laughs> Mark, you're perfect. You don't uh, need to oh. do anything. Yeah. So you yeah, have Mark, no answer for this. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, uh, from, from your opinion, what is, you know, what is something you um, can do? I, I, I do want to, I think I've been a little vague in terms of how I've, uh, uh, touched on you guys's uh personal character goals and uh i'd like to kind of zero in on that a little bit more and make games a little bit more directed to to your characters mm-hmm. um, okay so steve hey steve raise your hand us too <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fair but uh yep. no i think i think we're all a little lacking on that we all just kind of write a, an interesting story yeah um um but yeah. yeah, we need to kind of stick stick to our prompt that we've given ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> a sure. Bit, a little bit closer. Sure. 
Definitely. But uh, yeah, build up on, on uh, you know, backstories and uh, introduce things that are, are very tied to the characters more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and that's, you know, with the 7C game, you know, you can't do that as much with the one-offs. But uh, I think mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, for the, for the long campaigns, that's, that's definitely important. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's understandable that one-offs aren't as focused on the characters that, as the story. Um, yeah. most of the time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But yeah. Well, if I'm doing one, I am going to say I need to do my goddamn homework. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I need to read more mm, books and get more familiar with the rules before I jump in half cocked on these things. Because if mm-hmm. I have a kryptonite, it's definitely like not being familiar enough with the mechanics of things before I, before I get involved. And it, it all boils down to, it used to be like my, my style of GMing used to be, I just buy every book and read it. It was great because I had nothing but time on my hands. And then <laughs> right. I grew up and now it sucks because now it's just like, okay, let's just go from, I'll read the Kickstarter guide and see what I can do from there. Yeah. And it shows sometimes I admit that the style, it gets a little bit threadbare from time to time. So mm-hmm. I need to really put in the hours and do more effort and put in the work to, to read more um, about the books before I jump into whatever I even seen. And that includes seven C. I mean, I've got a pile of unread 7C books over here that I really need to to just dig into, and I think it's really going to improve the the quality of the uh, uh, the games that I run. So, yeah, yeah. Um, luckily, luckily for us, with all the with the one shots we've been doing, we've uh, we've picked kind of rules light mm-hmm. yeah. games, you know. Yep. So that's kind of been convenient. Um, I think the heaviest one we did was either Cold Shadows or Top Secret from this year. Hmm. Um, either or, yeah, kind of on the same, yeah, on the same lines. True. Um, but yeah, luckily, like Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah, we didn't need to read any rules for that. Ghostbusters was amazing. Mark had a thirty-second explanation, and we were set. Yeah, <laughs> that's about all you need. I mean, right? Yeah, pretty much. Let's just but... make this a Ghostbusters podcast and switch over to make that our full-time <laughs> campaign. I would not complain. It's true. <laughs> All right, Stance. <laughs> Calm down there. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, there's a lot I can work on for, for GM because, um, you know, just it, it all kind of boils down to preparation for me, you know, being, being prepared for a, a session. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I usually come either just prepared enough or not prepared enough yeah. okay <laughs> i don't ever over prepare myself and i need to i need to strive and i need to to overcome that yeah the other big one that i need to do is hero points i need we oh yeah. gotta keep those we flowing like water because that's how yeah. you guys get to do stuff we so, all do yeah yeah that's next so, level point yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i think i just need to take uh, my next day off and just read through the core book, get all the rules set down, <laughs> write down notes for anything I don't do right now <laughs> and, and start doing those. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's a great, great note. You know, it's, no matter how often you've been playing a game, it's a great opportunity to go back to the, the rules because you've picked up on stuff, you know, reread rules and, you know, mm-hmm. figure out the stuff that uh, now that you've been doing it, you're going to pick up on a lot more new stuff 
and uh, yeah, see things yeah. from different directions. So it's a, it's a great note for anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe stuff you might have forgotten about mm-hmm. or don't do completely correctly. Yeah. Or maybe there's know. a new way of doing something as you read through it that uh, you'll see applies to somebody one way or another. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and then and then all these, you know, expansion books that we're getting, mm-hmm. like like the DeKreutzer and and uh and all these, you know, the Secret Society ones and mm-hmm. and now now all the new nations and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, new new places to go. Yeah. That you wouldn't have thought to go to. Mm-hmm. And you know, now it's got a an actual setting behind it. Yeah. And so you can go there now yeah. successfully. Uh but yeah. And the the Nations of Thea book really helped with story. Hmm. To be honest, it did. Like, if if you want to find plot hooks, read the Nations of Thea books. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, they're they're extensive. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, and beautiful. Anytime I've cracked, like, spent any kind of time at all reading any of the Seven C books, I've come back with story hooks. Yeah. Like, completely unrelated areas. I'm reading skills, and I'm like, wow, you could design a whole little uh, one off around this, or mm-hmm. dude, yeah. I, that gives me a great idea for a character. Like, yep. Just putting your nose into the book some more always results mm-hmm. in better ideas i think so oh absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. and and my personal favorite npcs from our series can you guess are solus and tolus oh, oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep they were great yeah. and and they came from that nation's uh-huh. Thea book they came from uh names was that me did i make that or was that mark did mark make that i thought it was mark's guys but i could be wrong on that you no, used it, them it might have I think I definitely used, used them. them. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but I think they were your, I think they I came from just, them, yeah. yeah, they came from just reading. It's and, a blur. I read after the fact, it was just, here's who these people are in about a sentence. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and lady Anne, I believe as well mm-hmm. was, was also from a very small, yeah. small section. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just the the great things that can come from this much information in a in a source book, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's great. But I guess I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, okay. At at this point, uh, I don't ha- I don't think we have much more to talk <laughs> about. But uh, but yeah, gentlemen, thank you for joining me again this year. Yes, we have had a, another year under our belt. Yep. Um, thank you for all the wonderful moments and. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Many happy returns. Whatever very, very true. Oh, one last thing, since we haven't technically been together since Christmas. Did anyone get anything cool for Christmas? It doesn't have to be tabletop related. <laughs> did you get anything cool? <laughs> I got a new monitor, so I can now actually see you oh, and congrats. what we're doing Beautiful. at the same mm-hmm. time. So that's very exciting. cool. Yeah. Mark was a little bit jealous of my two monitor setup. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he he had to had to get his hands on one. Yes. Steve, did you get anything exciting? Well, I, I you know I got a bunch of cool stuff, but my biggest find of the season was uh, I, I I made a trip to a, a retro gaming store and I loaded up on Atari <laughs> and Philips CDI games. Yes. Uh, yeah, I really had a blast with that. So that was that was my takeaway. Santa was good to me. That's beautiful. That's amazing. I got this year, I got a lot of kitchen stuff. I enjoy cooking. Ooh, oh, cool. Nice. A lot. And so I got a lot of kitchen stuff nice. and and, uh, and and some stuff like that. But yeah. Very, Very cool. cool. It, was, uh, 
it was eventful. It was definitely eventful. Nice. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, no gaming this year because things get busy and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we get to do what we do here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least. So I get my fill of, of, of <laughs> uh, tabletop every now and again. It's true. Um, you know, my, my family is into gaming, but it's, it's more of the family friendly, like trivia games or, mm. um, you know, stuff like that. So I, I did have quite a bit of that, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of gaming, but I don't, I don't count that. That's family fun. You time. should count that. Not, that counts. I, I mean, yeah. that doesn't sure. mean it's not gaming. Sure. It's on a like, tabletop. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's on, it's on a table. Yeah. <laughs> Probably my favorite holiday gaming this year was the aforementioned Jackbox gaming I did with some friends. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You did talk about that. Mm -hmm. That's great. But yeah, absolutely. But again, thank you for joining me. And I look forward to another wonderful year on the podcast with you all. Yes, absolutely. And that's it for this episode of Tabletop Radio Hour. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletop radio hour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at TabletopCast if you have any questions or comments. You can join us over on Facebook.com slash TabletopRadioHour for regular updates. We also have an email address that is TabletopRadioHour at gmail.com. Our website, TabletopRadioHour.wordpress.com. You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening and keep rolling 20s. Oh,